Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less-than-stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes, maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, we are in the second week of August, and what a great summer it's been, but it's kind of sad that it's coming to an end. When I think about summer, you know, one thing that we've done as a family is we've watched my son play soccer quite often. He plays rep soccer, and so this weekend he had a game. And as a parent, you know, I was obviously encouraging and, um, you know, yelling, <laughs> motivating words from the sidelines, not the obnoxious parents, but one of the other par- parents was videoing the game, commented and said, wow, I can really, I can really feel how, um, how badly you want it for him. And you know, the way you're yelling words of encouragement, she said, it feels like you're just an overall competitive person. And, and I am, and that's what came through, but it's easy for me to yell these, uh, words from the sideline. And it's easy for me to say, you know, why didn't you pass? Why didn't you tackle harder? But I'm not on the field. And so there's, there's a disconnect there. And so I'm wanting him to do something from the sidelines and he's not doing it. And what it made me think of is coaching and how often as sales leaders or business owners, are we coaching from the sidelines and we're yelling at our, maybe not yelling, but we're telling our, or instructing our team to do something that perhaps we've never done before that uh, they they don't want. So there's no alignment in objective here. That's that's their number five priority and it's your number one priority. So they're not going to move the, the needle. But it's, if we, you know, we can't make them want something. So I wanted my son so bad to score and, and he did, but, you know, the first few times he didn't. But I can't make him as much as I want him to. That desire is my desire. And there's a disconnect from him. He has to want it. And it's more than wanting it. He has to develop the skills. He has to be committed. And he has to apply all that in the game repeatedly and consistently. And so how many times as sales leaders are we, are we setting our expectations over our teams? And I just think we can't do it for them. So we have to, just as a parent, give them the tools, give them the skills that in the moment they'll know what to do and they'll do it. And so I was frustrated, but then I caught myself think, thinking, Karen, that's your goal. That's your dream. He, first of all, he can't hear you and he's doing his own thing out there. So you just have to trust in the person, upskill them, um, help them and support them with their visualization, with the skills, ensure their desire is in line that this is what they want to do. But at the end of the day, I can't do it for him. And so, so often sales leaders want their team to succeed so much, but there's an incongruence. Their team, for whatever reason, maybe they don't know how to, maybe they're not showing what good looks like. Maybe they're just filling a seat and, you know, they're the wrong person. But no matter how much we try to 
push them. We can't. It's up to them. It's up to them, you know, to to really put that motivation in place and set one foot before the next. So I wanted to talk to you today about three areas we can do that. And the first one is as a leader, as a mentor, as a founder, if we are supporting someone, is sharing our why and starting with the purpose. The reason I'm here today to coach you, the reason I'm putting this into practice is because as your leader, as your friend, as your manager, my job is to help you achieve your results, to drive behavior change. In order to do that, you know, we're going to coach. I'm going to help increase the self-awareness. We're going to together bring blind spots to to the forefront so we can get in front of them and we can start breaking down some of these, whether it's limiting beliefs, some of these obstacles holding us back, some of the root causes of why we're doing what we're doing. But in order to do that, I'm going to share my purpose. I'm going to share a little bit of my backstory, expose my vulnerabilities to disarm you and let you know this is coming from a place of support and development versus a micromanaging big brother. Because there's a huge difference and they will feel that. And so even when you say, you know, uh, when I started in sales, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the support. I had to figure things out the, the hard way. Um, and I failed a lot, but, you know, in time I learned. And so I'm delighted to be able to work with a company or have the resources to be able to support you so you don't have to go through that hard way. And so just let them know this is a safe space and why you're doing what you're doing. And when you can start that and you start building trust and, you know, coaching is all based on trust. The walls start coming down. People start feeling heard, validated because they know why we're doing this in the first place. So the first area we're going to start in is our why, the purpose. The second area is the focus. And I would say most often people try to achieve too many things in one coaching call. And even for me, when I get on a coaching call and I'll say, you know, what's one thing we're going to talk about today? And they might have eight things and it's just impossible. And the reason why I would say one thing is because it really allows you to do something in isolation and really get beneath the surface and understand the root cause, what behaviors, what mindset, what thoughts are contributing to this. Otherwise, you know, it's a, it's a box exercise, a box checking exercise. Like, yeah, we coach, we went through an activity. Your self-awareness is the same. You really haven't gone beneath the surface. You haven't gotten a little uncomfortable and looked inward as to why am I doing this? Why do I need to be liked so much? Why do I need to be right all the time? Why do I, am I afraid to hold space for the, my audience? You know, why do I always have to be the one talking most? And as a coach, if we can focus on one thing, we're going to get answers to all that. And so even when I was in the car ride, back to the soccer example with my son, I said, what's the one thing you're going to focus on in the game? The one thing. And I said, think about one thing that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. And he said, mommy, I'm going to focus on tackling, tackling hard, because when I get the ball, then I can pass the ball. And I thought that was really great because that's basically, you know, by doing one thing, it allows him to do more, more other things. And that's the same with coaching. So what's the one thing that you can focus on that opens doors and creates visibility to other areas that we might not even know are there? So it's kind of like that keystone. If you can isolate the keystone, all of a sudden there's all these other stones around it and you can see the linkages, you can see the connectivity and you can think, my God, this is holding me back, not just from this, from all these other things. And so when we try to do too many things, we achieve nothing. So I would say, what's the focus? 
one thing and invite your audience to set the one thing. So let them say, what's the one thing you want to focus on on this call? I would, I would also say, send that out in advance of the call so that they have a day or two to really think about it and make sure that this is the one thing they want. When they've come up with it, there's a sense of ownership and accountability. Like this is, this is my goal here. This is my objective. I've come up with it. There's skin in the game from my end. I want to bring this to fruition. I really want to work through it versus, you know, this is your agenda as the sales leader or the coach. No, it's not about me. It's about you. And so I would say, uh, really look at focus and, and the one thing and hold them accountable to it. You know, at the end of this call, what are three things you're going to do that's going to help you uh, forward with that one thing and let them come up with it. Okay. So definitely they have to hold themselves accountable. And the third area, and there's way more, but these are the three that I'm choosing to focus on today. So just kind of in summary, we talked about the purpose, uh, why we're doing this. The second one is uh, our focus, where we're going to focus on the one thing. And the third would be logistics. So they need to know how we're going to work together. What is the structure? What is the frequency? What is the duration? And even you can give them a framework or template of, you know, every call we're going to start with reviewing the last three um, deliverables from the last, the last coaching session. Then they're going to go through this. Then we're going to do this. We're going to end with this. So let them know so that there's no, there's no surprises and they can really get mindful as to when they're choosing these one things, these, these one areas of focus, that they're choosing the right one because they know the structure, they know how the call is going to unfold. And so that part gets predictable but then there's room in the moment to really get vulnerable, disarm. And as I mentioned, you know, get, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because when we're trying to figure out when there's, there's no situational awareness, you're like, well, last time we started here and now it's 30 minutes, it's normally 45. That's not a safe space. So I, I'm unsure. I'm not going to start disarming and sharing information when there's too many revolving variables around me. So once you can create that consistency, the framework, and I would say most people, it's kind of like that New Year's resolution. They go for three or four weeks and then something happens and they cut it. Definitely that's, you know, that's a, that's a sure way to let your team feel that they're not a priority. So no matter what you do, keep this consistent. If you have to change the day or the time, you can do that and minimize that. But obviously there's going to be other activities you have to do, but it basically shows your priority our focus is on developing you and we're going to do it. And so I would say, let them know the structure will follow. Um, and even, you know, that framework, you know, how do you think it went? Okay. Let them start with first, what, what, with their observations, with their thoughts, with either how the coaching call went with, you know, starting the next session based on the three things they did. How did that feel? And really get their observation, their awareness. And oftentimes I see coaches lead with their, their uh, feedback immediately. And you deny your team, your uh, colleague, whoever the other person is, the opportunity to really self-reflect and look inward and see the good and heighten their awareness of their strengths. Because you've led with it. And you might have gone another path and we want to really heighten their awareness and their belief in themselves and even that understanding. Why do I keep doing that? Why? And when we, when we can allow them to reflect and to sit on something, the awareness might come from, you know, it could be a, a, an old high school teacher. It could be in a past deal that went bad and they're still holding back on it. 
But we need to hold space for them, for them to come to that awareness. And oftentimes it comes through reflection. So what do you think you really did well? You know, a lot of times I say, well, I don't know. Well, if you had to guess, if you had to pick one thing and let them just silence for a moment, let them come up with it and say, is there anything you would do differently? And really understand why, because when we understand why they thought it was good or why we understand uh, what they would do differently, it allows us to see their thought process or critical thinking and where their focus is. And that's the whole point as a coach. We really want to understand the person as a whole. You know, what motivates them? What inspires them? What does all this mean? Like at the end of the day, where is all this going for them? And so when we can connect with them and we can allow them to reflect, we're helping them move to that next level. And we are placing their needs, their interest above ours. And that's a, that's a tough thing to do. And so this is why when we are coaching someone, it's very important to check in first with ourselves. Are we ready to coach? Is there anything that we are bringing to here that's going to prevent us from being present, from practicing active listening, and for our audience to be the ultimate focus? And if there is, we might need to reschedule. We might need to do some of our own inner work to clear that stuff and make sure we're not bringing it to the table so that when we get on the call, virtual or in person, they're the focus. We have a clean slate and we can pick up on things, the spoken and the unspoken, and really guide them really lean in so they feel it's all about the feeling if they feel that you genuinely have their back that you are genuinely trying to help they're gonna they're gonna allow you in and when they don't feel that if they see you looking on your phone if they see you looking at another screen they're gonna say oh here we go again this is a box checking exercise this is part of their performance objective and I'm just a number and it's the quickest way to erode trust And before I summarize, I want to leave you with two quotes here, two stats. 60% of sales reps are more likely to leave their job if their manager is a poor coach. Okay, stat number one. Number two, 74% of leading companies cite sales coaching and mentoring as the most important role of a sales leader. So sales leaders listening, if you are not coaching your team and you're blaming it on time or anything else, you, these are the stats, okay? 60% of them are going to leave and 74% place this as a priority for the role, for your role as a sales leader. So if you don't have the skills, go get them and really empower your team to do what you've hired them to do and help them peel back the layers, help them focus, help them get clear. And we can do all this by the three areas we talked about. The first one is Sharing your why, your purpose. Why are we doing this in the first place? Create a safe space for them to disarm and share what actually is going on. The second one is focus. Let them come up with the one thing you're going to focus on in this call and really get to the root cause of it. Do things in isolation so they can start looking for root causes, looking for patterns, looking for behaviors, beliefs, limiting beliefs that that this is exposed that they can see in other areas. And the third one is the structure. Let them know how we're going to work together. What does this look like? What's the duration? What's the frequency? So that part is predictable that they can start showing up in an authentic, vulnerable way that's going to get them to start moving the needle. That's it for today. Uh, All that came out of a a one-hour soccer game with my son. And uh, hope you you apply some of these. If you you, um, are managing a team, If you're a sales rep, get another sales rep and hold each other accountable. If you're a founder, 
found, you know, running a small business is a lonely, a lo- lonely game. So can you find another founder to hold each other accountable to share? And I would say that, you know, most struggles are the same. And sometimes, you know, when someone brings something to the forefront, you realize, oh, wow, I'm struggling with that too. And that was very helpful to hear you say it. So definitely uh, worth getting a, an accountability partner or a coach to help you with. Um, if you apply any of these and experience uh, results that are worthy of sharing, please share them with us. We love to celebrate your wins. And uh, that's it for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.